2: fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com
0: hello and welcome to the next newsletter on new zealand sport radio the show where a panel of football tragics discuss the latest going on goings on and arguably the greatest football league in the world or at least Australasia, the Bunnings A-League. And today, we'll also be discussing the latest going on in the football world as a whole, because there's been something absolutely insane that's been going on. And if we'd been living under a rock, we wouldn't have mentioned it, but we haven't, and we will be talking about it anyway. More specifically, we're here to break down the performances of the Wellington Phoenix, preview their next game, and give all of you watching and listening some views and opinions about the league in a Kiwi accent rather than an Aussie one. And today, before we get to our Wellington Phoenix, we had a fantastic victory, Um, on the weekend but they do play in a franchise league which we've got to be talking about because there was a franchise league that was proposed by a certain amount of owners let's be honest it was owners let's be let's be clear it wasn't clubs I don't know why they kept putting a club badge up I think it was just the fact that these owners are tied to these clubs but it was owners who made these decisions they didn't consult anyone else it was their fault Okay, let's be clear about that. And they decided that they were going to create a breakaway league and they were going to go off and do their own thing and have a franchise that's boring as hell because we all know that the franchise system as football fans is boring as hell. No one likes to watch it apart from if you're an American because apparently that's the only system that works if you're an American. And they decided that they were going to do that. And it was led by the Real Madrid president, Florentin Perez. And he said, hey, we're going to make football better for everyone by filling our own pockets. What a genius that man is, eh? Greedy Prick decided that he was going to go off and he was going to fill his pockets and pay off his debts and then say, see you later. And that was his plan. And he he outlined it. He, he got up in front of everyone and said, this was my plan. And secondarily, he said, actually, by the way, there'll also be parachute payments to these clubs who sign up because they should get money too. But at the end of the day, it was about going and reaching a bigger audience in Asia. And it was about Taking these clubs and basically just sending them off to a to five billion people and saying, "Hey, look at our look at our sport. Look how great it is. We've got the best players." Um, and they said, "You know what? They were so arrogant. They said we're going to have um, we're going to be able to play in our domestic league. Still, we're going to be able to still play in uh, all the cup competitions, and we're going to play weeknights." in this new league that we're creating, which is ridiculous because the players would have had to play game after game after game with no training sessions, no rest. It would have been absolutely preposterous. Uh, Skaz, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Are you glad it's all collapsed because you can kind of run through that and talk about all the Premier League clubs pulling out because that has happened um, today. What are, What are your thoughts on the whole fiasco?
1: Well, let's just be upfront. I'm an Arsenal fan um, and I can say that again now today. Um, there was a period of about 24 to 48 hours where I didn't feel I could say that. Um, Look, as you say, it's a decision made by owners. I think perhaps being a little bit generous to some of the executives involved with the clubs as well. Mm. Mm. Um, I think the key point is it's not a decision made by the playing staff, the the coaching staff, and most importantly, the fans. Um, It's a decision made by boards and by wealthy people who just want to become wealthier. Um, For a long time now, clubs like Arsenal, like Chelsea, like Manchester City, all of the soaps, Liverpool, Man United have just become investment playthings. I won't mention the other team; they don't matter. That um, they've just become investment playthings for 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 the super wealthy. Um, you know, sometimes they might make a bit of money out of it, but a lot of time they don't. But uh, they just see to, to you know have something that they can throw around in people's faces and say, "This is mine." And it's it's not what it's about. Football is about the people. The the working classes where it came from, and it's it's about you know that community sort of feeling and. and Doing something like this just spits in the face of everyone who's, who's been involved in getting the clubs to where they are now. There's a lot of history. Even at Chelsea and Manchester City, they do have history before their, their current owners. Um, it's just horrific. And, uh, you know, I, I personally unsubscribed from all the Arsenal social media um, until the decision was backed down. Um, I can't bring myself to stay away, having <laughs> seen that decision reversed. But they've made the right decision now for for shall we say maybe the right reasons maybe the wrong reasons i think really it still comes down to a money thing they can see it's not going to work um you know they, they might go off and have the super league but they're not going to be getting any money from the premier league anymore they're not going to get uh, as many loyal fans coming back it's just going to be who's going to pay to watch the stream over and wherever yeah so, so same-
0: sorry sorry Scarce, just clarifying that do you think that there's going to be punishments handed out to those clubs still? Or do you think that the Premier League will will back down in those 14 clubs that were making those calls? Because the Premier League has a rule that those 14 clubs do get to make that call if it's the 14 club rule or whatever it is. So those 14 clubs come together with the Premier League. What do you think they say to the Premier League? Do you think they uh, expel these clubs from the Premier League and, and send them down to the championship? Do these clubs have to pay a hefty fine? What do you think the right punishment is? Honestly, yeah, it honestly. hasn't happened.
1: It hasn't happened. The decision has been backed down from. They haven't actually started the league. They haven't left mm-hmm. the Premier League. They haven't left the Champions League, Europa League. They haven't done any of those things. i have talked about it. They've talked a big game. Um, certainly, the, the firmest talk we've ever seen with this. And uh, I do struggle to see how you can legitimately now go and punish them if they don't actually follow through with it. Um, I think it would be good for them to punish them, but I don't think it's it's necessarily um, something that will happen here. I, I, I just don't think it will.
0: Yeah, I think the threats that they made were enough. The fact that players weren't going to be able to play for their national team was a big one. The fact that they wouldn't be able to play in their domestic league. Uh, there were things, I mean, figures thrown around that were ridiculous, $50 billion um, dollar fines or pound fines, sorry, for each of the clubs that million, had decided that – oh, millions. So – it's just, it's crazy either way. Like if it was 50 million, if it was 50 billion, it's still a lot of money. Um, and those clubs wouldn't have been able to pay. I mean, 50 billion is, is astronomical. <laughs> um, and I and I think that either way, it's, it would have been tough to back up. I think that the best possible way now to deal with this is to never forget what these clubs have done. Uh, and as fans, I don't think anyone should go to their games next season. I think we just need to take a stance against them. And even if the, the stadiums open back up, you go to another club. Uh, I'd go to Leicester City instead of I'd going to Arsenal matches. Make these owners leave. Uh, I'll start going to matches if Kroenke leaves because Kroenke is the issue. So get him yeah. out. Get these American guys out who own the club. They're not Arsenal people. They don't understand the traditions. They are custodians. That is it. Uh, the fans are what matters. And I, in fact, let's start looking at the German rule, the, the 50 plus mm, one rule. I'd love to. I'd love to start getting these clubs fan owned because football has to change. And I think football has to change for the better. And as soon as these owners come in and don't care about the game, we need to make sure that we get people in who do care about the game. And that's the fans who'll come in week in, week out and who do care about the players who do care about the results, who care about the facilities, who volunteer all these people who actually give a crap about the clubs that they uh, have been going to for for generations. But let's just talk about the assignment. No punishment will guarantee a definite split. I don't think it'll guarantee a definite split if they are punished. Um, now that these clubs have backed out, I don't think they can back out again. Um, but it is, it is a good point. Um, no, let's let's just talk about what happened. So these clubs decided that they were going to split. And then this morning, it all unraveled. Like Domino's, Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher were, were grinning in glee on Sky Sports TV, I know for sure. Uh, I know that people around the world, Chelsea fans protesting outside Stamford Bridge while they played Brighton, celebrated like they just scored a goal in the Champions League final uh, as they realised that their club had backed out of this agreement. Uh, and then it just continued. Man City, of of all teams, although I don't know why Man City got in in the first place. They don't need more money. They've got astronomical yep. amounts of money. Um, they were the first team to back out, followed by Chelsea, and then Arsenal, Liverpool, and uh, yeah, Spurs, I guess, decided to make that same call. Manchester United obviously had been making big moves um, with the Glazers and um, leaving the ECA and Mr. Woodward stepping down from UEFA. He's now stepped down from Manchester United as well. He'll be resigning um, and leaving at the end of the year. This has just been an absolute culling of all these figures. And I know that many Man United fans will be very glad to see the back of mm. Ed Woodward, not a uh, you know popular figure with that club in the slightest uh, and it's absolutely a pleasure to see someone that despised leave um, the club. Even though you know we don't like the club normally, I think this brought us all together as fans in solidarity for the the fact that these owners who don't know what they're doing are departing these clubs and and should be departing the club Sorry, um, that that's what I want to see. I want to see Kroenke gone from Arsenal as an Arsenal fan. Uh, I have for 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 much longer than this, but this yes. is the final this is the final nail in the coffin for him. For me, he needs to leave. Um, I'd love for us to get uh, fan system involved and and to have owners have less of a say than what they currently do because what we've seen is the example of what happens when someone has too much ownership. The greed kicks in, and Perez from Real Madrid is a prime example of that. He just thinks he can do whatever he wants. Um, you know, he wins as much trophies as he wants. And then he says, you know what? I want more. I want more money. That's all that I care about. I don't care about the football. I just want money, 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 money. Um, so we need to just, football needs to change from here. And I think the best way to do it is to get these owners out, get these owners owning less of the clubs and to say, let's start bringing football back to what it was before. Um, with obviously still have money, still have these professional facilities, still have football played at a high caliber. But at less of a ridiculous cost because it's just been going up and up and up and up and these need, it needs to come back down to a more level area now.
1: I don't think it's going to happen. I think it needs to. I don't think it's going to.
0: Well, this needs to be the catalyst for some change. I mean, we have to, we have to bring football back to a way where players aren't getting ridiculous amounts of money every week, where clubs and managers aren't getting ridiculous amounts of um, wages per week, but obviously the main one, to be honest, I could deal with players still being on the same wages as long as the owners themselves weren't paying themselves week in, week out with ridiculous wages and just saying, okay, cool, whatever. What I want to see is these owners having less of a stock and I want to see fans getting more of a stock and I want to see decisions being made by everyone around the area rather than just one person. Because this is this is crazy. We've seen one person or a group of owners Go in and make a decision without consulting anyone else from the club. The players were in the dark. The coaches were in the dark. Everyone was in the dark about this. No one knew what was happening. And then Perez goes over and says, you know what? As uh, this person who's been elected by, yes, yes, Simon, yeah, but he's been elected, and, and you can tell where those elections go in terms of the rigging of these elections. It's ridiculous. He's been elected and it happens every season. This this man gets elected. He pays off the people that he needs to pay off. He's got so much money, it doesn't matter. He gets re-elected every season. And then he comes in, he does that, and then he says, you know what, I want more money, I want more money, and he does it again. And Perez is just the example of exactly what is wrong with the corruption
1: kind of, of these say?
0: Yeah, I, I'm waiting for it.
1: Allegedly, before we get sued. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you need the allegedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Skaz, do you have anything more to talk about this you know, European Super
1: League fiasco, which I, which thankfully is now dead? Just to finish my thought from before, I think in terms of the, the Premier League owners, at least the problem is going to be getting the money to actually buy them out of their ownership stakes. Um, whether that's going to be done through some sort of legislative process instead, I don't know. But um, that, that's where I see the big problem being. Um, in principle, though, yeah, something needs to happen. Uh, actually, one other thought, um, something that a few of the players have sort of been pushing, and I think it's a very good point, um obviously very important that everyone's gotten worked up and united about this issue there's a number of other issues in football that hasn't seen the same level of unity um, hasn't seen the same level of action um uh, things like racism and things like uh the Qatar world cup and the the, the number of alleged deaths uh in, in the building of the stadiums over there two really important issues more significant issues if i you know if i'm being frank then um what kind of competition structure is as horrible as the competition structure is. These are much worse issues and um, it would be good to see some, some sort of, um, I guess more uh, organized and and unified sort of action on those issues. But anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the Premier League has been running this whole stand up to racism campaign. UEFA has been doing a, a pretty poor job of containing it. Um, it's just been it's just been a bit ridiculous in terms of that. The fact that racism still exists anywhere in the world, mm. especially in football, is just an absolute monumental joke. Um, that bans need to be handed out to anyone who is racist. It needs to be much longer than just 10 games that that mm. um, Slavia Prague player was given. He needs to be banned for at least two years, if not longer. You could say that he could be banned for life just for those um, derogatory comments, which are shocking and should never, ever be uttered by anyone. Um, and the fact is, is that, I think this was UEFA's week against it as well. And that these people have come in and absolutely scuppered any chance of us talking about the real issues by creating this false league is just an absolute joke. Um, And it's just, it's taken away, like you say, from the actual things that matter um, because they've just come up with this fantasy fantasy league that they've got where they just wanted to um, have it given to them the right to be in this competition I mean, what a joke! Spurs and Arsenal being given the right to be in a European competition when we haven't won the bloody trophy. What a joke! Like, how dare, how dare those two owners, um, Kroenke and and Levy, and the and the owners of Spurs, say, "Oh yeah, we do, we belong at a table with the likes of Real Madrid who've won thirteen European trophies, the likes of Liverpool who've won five trophies." There's no way we belong in that area, you know. Mm-hmm. I want I want the chance to win a Champions League properly. I don't want to yeah, get absolutely. given I don't want to get given this 12 team founders what a what a stupid name the founding um, clubs ridiculous all right I don't want that no one wants that no football fan wants to be in this league playing the same teams week in week out and saying oh yeah I won the European Super League which is 12 teams maybe plus 3 others who they were going to invite no one wants that you want to earn the right to get into the Champions League Arsenal won't be in the Champions League next season we haven't earned the right to be there but you know what? We might earn the right by playing well in the Premier League to get to that spot and to get into the Champions League spot and to have a chance at winning the trophy that we all should have won in 2006, but um, Lehman think- got sent off. And I'm still going to remember that game because that was absolutely gutting, heart-wrenching as an Arsenal fan. But that's what we care about. We care about the history. We care about those games that were the nearly-bends. And to throw that all away over some European's oh, Cup is ridiculous. Man United fans had... a. a on the way to Munich, they had a crash where, like you know, hundreds of people were affected because players died going to this cup. And then you just want to throw that away. And they've got things in their stadium dedicated to these players who died in a plane crash. And then their survivors won the European Cup a couple of years later. And you're just going to throw that away over this over a league? Obviously, these club owners are so out of touch. It's ridiculous. It is, it's a joke and so i'm I'm glad that this european super league is buried It is just it's sad to see teams signing up for something so ridiculous that it's just obviously such a thinly veiled money grab yeah
1: shocking. Makes you embarrassed to be be a fan of one of those clubs, but anyway, we should probably talk about the the, the, the team we're here for, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We should we should move on. Let's just let's um, get back to the issues that really matter, um, <laughs> which are which are the Wellington the Wellington Phoenix, which we which we love to talk about. Obviously, I've already mentioned this is a franchise league. We've been crying out for promotion relegation for a long time. A league, give us it asap. Um, we'll support it obviously because it's the Phoenix and and um, we don't have that yet, but we, we do want that promotion and relegation, and the fans know what we want. Uh, and you've already seen a fan fan voices actually matter because fan fans within what twenty four hours got this whole league absolutely canned. So yeah. you can see what happens there. Um, the Perth Glory game was a second half display that, for a moment. I thought that it was going to be the Phoenix of old when we scored and then conceded two minutes later. And I was <laughs> like, okay, here we go again. It's the Phoenix. We know what's going to happen next. Bruno Fornaroli's is going to pop up and score a winner for Perth and it's going to be like ridiculous. But no, we, we, we kept it out. I mean, um, Wayne Fenton scored a, a fantastic goal where it was all his positioning. I mean, Reddy palmed it straight to him, but it was all his positioning. He got into that right area. And then Saterio, I mean, the much maligned Joshua Soturio, comes in, okay. gets almost almost gets in a tangle with Davila Villa in the midfield and I was like, Yeah, there we go. But then he just puts on the burners, he uses his speed and he, he gets the finish in because what Siterio does is uses his speed and he finally gets it in. And for a moment I thought it was going to hit the bar because I've seen that happen from Siterio so many times, but it went in and thank goodness it went in because I mean he deserved the goal. He deserved it. Was a it was a fantastic finish, and I thought, like, as soon as he hit it, I was like, no, like, keep it down. It's going to go over because I know what
1: he's like. Mm-hmm. But
0: it, it went underneath the bar. And, and de Villa, I mean, he made he made all those goals. Uh, he does it every week. He's class. We love him. I think he, for me, was the standout again. Um, and we have to do everything we can to keep him because de Villa is – he's an amazing captain for the club. I mean, he's our sixth top goal scorer of all time now already – um mm. speaking of speaking of clubs that need history <laughs> the Wellington <laughs> Phoenix needs some more time um if he's already the sixth top goal scorer but like absolutely absolutely crazy um we love him and i mean Ben Wayne just goes every week he just goes from strength to strength and i see him play and the, the more i see him play the more i like him um and he has to start i mean him it's back but he has to start tomorrow against Western United i mean no question Ben Wayne got absolutely far. nothing
1: to Absolutely nothing to deserve being dropped in. To be honest, he hasn't done much to, to, to deserve to um, getting ahead of him either. So, uh, you know, absolutely mm. agree on that. Uh, great finish from him um, as well. Unless um, I'm getting my games mixed up. I'm pretty sure it was this weekend that he got the long <laughs> <the, the line laughs> range. <right. laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it was um, a great goal. Great goal. As you say, it was a bit, a bit nerve-wracking. Kian having just come on um, not long before his goal as well and then two minutes after Wayne. Um, great finish from him as well, unfortunately. Um, but yeah as you say as a phoenix fan you, you're sitting there going well here we go it's another one of these nights um, you know we, we we all know what they're like they happen so often but it didn't happen this time and it, it was really encouraging um
0: yes yeah, shout out Simon. three Simon. one against purses yeah it's good um simon's just saying it's it's joe lewis who owns it n i e n i c group is the spurs thing but levy is the mouthpiece sorry but just to clarify all those owners yeah deserve to go. Um, I mean, Perth Glory, in a stadium we hadn't won at for eight games or something, was it? We'd lost since 2015. Time. Since 2015. And we come we come over there and we get the result. Uh, after going 1-0 up and then conceding so fast, normally that would be the kind of thing that the Phoenix would just capitulate at. You know, like, oh, we, we've, we've gone and scored, but then we've shot ourselves in the foot and then just it, misery would get piled on. But instead we fought back, we showed the character that I think someone like Stevie T has brought back with him. Um, and Cammie Devlin as well was fantastic. Clayton Lewis has been like brilliant. Um, I think Isn't we've it? found it. I think we've found our midfield duo with, uh, with Rufer benched. I think it has to be Devlin and, and Lewis. They've just been fantastic together. As much as I love Rufer and, and how much he's developed as a player, I think that he's just slightly um, not good enough to be in that starting lineup because Devlin and Lewis just dovetail much better. So um, it's
1: a good balance with the two of them. Yeah, he's got yeah. passing range out of out of Lewis, and um, certainly he's flourishing in a role that he didn't used to play uh, when he was at Auckland City. He was more of an advanced midfielder, you mm-hmm. know, sort of quite a bit deeper and, and just yeah, spraying those passes around, doing a great job. Give yeah. him just the the, the the dog that keeps running. Um, yeah, the dog probably not the right way to put it. <laughs> well, like
0: work, workhorse? He's a workhorse. A workhorse. Yeah, there we he's, go. You're going to use awesome. an animal analogy. <laughs> yeah, we'll give him a workhorse. I I think yeah. um as well. To be, to be honest, like we have to, we have to do it. We do it every week, and and our God amongst men, or God amongst men, uh, God amongst man, is Davila this week. Uh, I mean, he's he's the man of the match. He's the God amongst men. He is a class above. I love him. Um, So if Paul, Paul, if you just whip up a uh, banner at the bottom, and we can just put him on. Going into the game against the snakes, we've already beaten them twice. Do you think that we can do it again? And yes. how crucial? Yeah, I think so too. How crucial is Davila in that game? Um, how important will the likes of Wayne be? Is there anyone who really needs to rise to the occasion? Or do you think that's just more of the same that we
1: showed against Perth? Well, Davila is always going to be crucial. I don't think there'll be a game this season where he's available that he won't be crucial. He is mm-hmm. just so far ahead of everyone else. Um, mm-hmm. it, in the team not to be criticizing the others but he's just he's just so class um so classy agreed uh, so I, th- I think he'll make a yep <laughs> working day with the snakes yep um no look he'll, he'll uh he'll make the difference i'm sure um i can't wait for piscopo to come back so we don't just have that one avenue we need we mm-hmm. need another sort of um you know exciting spark in, in the attack but um he'll, he'll be very he
0: important. oh lovely Why? well done paul well done
1: I'd like to see that, that Wayne keeps it up, but um, who knows? You know, he's young. We, we can't put too much expectation on him. But if he keeps doing what he's been doing, then, yeah, he'll make a difference as well. Sotirio, uh, if he can keep up how he's been playing the last couple of games as well, um, he's, he's definitely a weapon to have there. But um, the interesting thing that I'm waiting to see is, is what's going to happen with that left-back spot. Um, obviously, yeah. the first game mm. Sutton came in, he had a great game um, mm. against Perth. A little – nothing wrong, so to speak, but um, – a little bit less spectacular.
0: Um, yeah, I, I, a couple of times he was exposed on that, on that flank a bit. Um, yeah.
1: No, the same, same problem that McGarry's um, reportedly had is it's just not been quite so solid on the, the defensive aspect of the mm-hmm. role. But um, mm-hmm. to be honest, uh, you know, I, I think there needs to be a a rotation between the two of them if, if, um, if, if he's got it in his mind that he wants to keep Sutton playing at left-back. Um, I think McGarry's too good to be missing out um, so often. And he has played so well for us this season, it just seems... Wrong that he sits out um, too often, but uh, yeah, that, that'll be interesting. Either way, I think it's, it's a good option to have there. You know, whichever one of them plays, but um, that's that's what I'm waiting to see. Um, of course, we've already seen if he's prepared to, to chuck a younger guy in and um, and leave him there with with Ollie Sale, so um, mm. maybe it will be sudden again. We'll see. Yeah,
0: and how how good was it to keep uh, Keo and Fornaroli scoreless? I mean, two of two strikers that you love to hate as an opposition fan, and so Can good yeah i mean castro as well i mean he's he's been on the bench um and coming on i mean he's starting to get to that age now where he can't play as much at that top level he's still um he's still brilliant but i think that he's his powers are on the wane, and i think it's finally time to say goodbye to diego castro who's another player that we love to hate as as next supporters especially Mm. um so it's always good to get one over perth and i think um a couple of those players in there as well like the Kios, the, the Fauneroles, it's great to see them dejected at that final whistle. Um, hopefully we can see more of that once we begin the march up the table that we've been waiting to do for so long. Um, and if we beat Western United, that gives us 21 points, two points behind Western United. Um, and obviously Western United have a game in hand or two games in hand on us. So we do need other teams to start slipping up around about now as well as the Phoenix to keep on winning, Scazz. Where do it's you see us? Where do you see us finishing off this season? Do you see us getting that coveted playoff spot, or do you think that we're going to just miss out?
1: Seventh or eighth? Mm, just honest. miss
0: out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Look, I think it's a bit of a mountain to climb. Uh, mm-hmm. Look, if we do it, amazing, I'll be ecstatic. But um, yeah, no, I think it's a little bit too far. Um, there's too many teams with games in hand, in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're looking at the table there which i'll just make my screen a bit bigger yeah so look, even even uh brisbane and the seventh have two games in hand over us um although they are only two points ahead that there's uh, plenty to open the gap up same with western united unfortunately but uh, hopefully we can close that gap a little bit yeah tomorrow i was perth.
0: actually looking at i was actually looking at perth score as well we're on 21 so we'd be above western united but obviously they've got two games in hand so we'd be on 24 mm. Um, mm. which is which is better than which is better than what I was looking at. <laughs> so I'm happy. But you're right. I think we're just on that cusp of because we, we don't have those games in hand, we're like mm. really hoping that other teams slip up and that's always a tough position to be in. Although it's happened before, it might happen mm-hmm. again.
1: It's also interesting to see how close Central Coast and Adelaide are to, to City at the moment as well. Mm. Hadn't looked at that end yeah. of the table for a while. Not really my focus at the moment. So. <laughs>
0: absolutely mate no i think uh this this season as we as we draw to that close with uh, the season being not as long due to covid and and all that the main thing i'm looking forward to is having the phoenix back in wellington for one game because i think that we can absolutely pack it out and can you imagine we get to that last game it's like the 21st or 22nd game of the season and we've got a chance for playoffs the atmosphere will be electric i mean there'll be People, I know I've talked to everyone on my football team and we're all keen to go along, so we're going to have football team after football team worth of people in that stadium. Yeah. I think we're going to easily crack 10k, uh, because people will just be ready to go for the football. And obviously, we've seen the rugby played there quite a few times now. Um, the 10K, fans are it's loving, it. The fans it's are loving it. Oh, well, I think 15, but I, you know, under, under shoot and over deliver um (laughs) i think the phoenix will definitely be be looking for 15 i think 15k would be ideal fill up that fill up at least half that stadium because we know that westpac with at least half full you have one end just rocking especially Mm. with football fans so we know deliver the best atmosphere it'll be amazing it'll be incredible Mm. so yeah i'm I'm really looking forward to that really looking forward to having um the phoenix back in the country where they belong obviously my understanding
1: is that it has been confirmed that one game is coming back mm-hmm. to New Zealand? Yep. I don't know yep. if that's right. And has it
0: been confirmed that it's Wellington? It's it's well, it will be Wellington, one hundred percent. Has it been
1: confirmed that it's Wellington?
0: Well, it hasn't been been confirmed that we'll have a game, but I tell you, if they will come back, if they do come back to New Zealand, it will be Wellington because it would be ridiculous It'd if be. it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, of course, no, it will be. Um, as much as we love our Auckland, our Auckland supporters as well, I think they're the Wellington Phoenix, and they have to play in Wellington because that's the place we'll be. And if you're a true football fan, you'll fly down to Wellington and make sure that you're there because that's what you do.
1: And, uh, and another thought on the point of us being the Wellington Phoenix: uh, thoughts on the team wearing the uh, red kit? Yeah, and it's it's and been interesting.
0: Game. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting. I I'm, I don't know why we wore it in a away game because obviously it's the Wollongong colours, so you'd think we just wear in Wollongong red
1: Have they uh, run out of the yellow or
0: something no oh. I think they just play because it's lucky so they're playing in the lucky red strip that's what I think oh, kind of yeah. By
1: that.
0: yeah yeah I'd rather just play in the black and yellow because we all know that the black and yellow is what traditionally we are that's the colors of Wellington it always has been the yellow seats and and the cake tin that's what we love um so yeah I'm hoping that we play in the yellow and black when they come home because that's what they should play in and, and thank you Wollongong for everything we'd love for the Wellington Phoenix to come back home and play where they do belong and uh, bring those teams over for a difficult away trip because that's what we always like, a nice, difficult Wellington breeze. I think we can
1: thank them enough without continuing to wear the red. I really want to sit it stop.
0: <laughs> it just doesn't feel like the Phoenix, does it? <laughs> no,
1: it's, not
0: right. it's not right. It, it isn't right. It is, it's strange colours. But, hey, you know, I just I just pretend we're Arsenal, although we don't play like it when we're the Phoenix. But <laughs> we try yeah, we're winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. We do. We are winning. That's a bonus. Okay. It's been a pleasure talking to you tonight about everything that is the Wellington Phoenix and also the European Super League crumbling before our eyes. The domino effect of the Premier League clubs pulling out one left, then two left, then everyone else said we are out and it fell apart. It's lovely to see. Um, and also it's lovely to see the Wellington Phoenix winning again. We hope that tomorrow night they do the business again, 9 o'clock p.m. against Western United. Very excited for that game, hoping that we can do three in a row over the Snakes, beat Rudan again, and keep hold of our coach for next season. But that is something that we'll be talking about in the near future because we love Ufi and we hope that he does the business. Um, Last one is, Simon, did you guys have a look at the Champions League suggestions? Um, Champions League suggestions uh, in general? Uh, Let's Let's just make (laughs) reforms. Yeah, the new reforms that which they kind of snuck through while everyone else was up in arms about the European Super League, the Swiss model is what it's called. I had a look at it. Um, to be honest, it's it's one of those things where it's nowhere near as inflammatory as the uh, Super League, so I'm not as fussed about it. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not too. Fussed oh, about
1: I would, it, to be the Super League. Super League's done a good job of distracting me from. It. I have no yeah. idea what's um, has yeah. been changed. I think the we'll number do of teams. T-
0: memory yeah yeah it's a number of teams there's more teams allowed to enter uh well and there's going to be more games played as a result it's like a hundred more games or something so that's always going to be an issue with the, the coaches are going to take um um bridge that and and rightfully so i mean it's just tough to the players especially when you've got a grueling domestic schedule uh being expected to play more games is always tough um while we're at it though let's just do a quick prediction of the uh the champions league semi-finals, which will be going ahead according to uh, most people um I'm not taking Perez's, uh, you know, thoughts into the matter, where he said we definitely 100% will not be eliminated from UEFA competitions. Blah blah blah. Ignore that. Let's just make sure that we do these prediction. So, Chris, who are you predicting goes through to the final?
1: I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. As an Arsenal fan, I have only been focusing on the Europa League
2: <laughs> this season,
1: so I know who's in the uh, the, the, uh, the, the 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 semis from memory. No, I don't even. I, I know there's there's Real Madrid are in, um, City are in, yes, Chelsea,
0: yeah, Chelsea are in. Who's
1: the who's the fourth team?
0: So the final teams are Chelsea, PSG, Man City, Real Madrid. So the two teams, oh, of course, are PSG job. is because it was the talk that they would want PSG, to win the So it's the two English Premier League teams against the other two. So Real Madrid versus um, Real Madrid versus Chelsea and PSG versus Man City.
1: Hmm. I'd have Real Madrid in the, the game against Chelsea.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I would have, uh, ooh, that's a tight one, PSG. And um, PSG having just not buying out, I think, is uh, probably probably enough to make me go, go in favour of the man's city. They like to bottle it in, in Europe. Um, <laughs> in I've, the semi especially. So, yeah, so, yeah no, I, I'd, I'd have a, a PSG-Real um, Madrid final there.
0: PSG Real Madrid I'd love that final as well uh I'm gonna go with what my gut says for some reason I just think Man City are gonna make their first ever final uh against Real Madrid and I hope beyond hope I know this is gonna sound really weird but I hope Real Madrid lose Perez you deserve it Perez you deserve it Man City get your first European Cup you know a European Cup that you earned that you got there on your own merit that you deserved after winning the Premier League and the Champions League pep, you can finally be happy and leave Man City. (laughs) (laughs) That would be lovely. That would be fantastic. All right, thank you very much for joining the show. You can catch up on all the A-League results every morning at 7 a.m. with the morning sports briefing and get your weekly Phoenix Fix at 9 p.m. next Wednesday. And don't forget to go wake New Zealand Sports Radio a few dollars on Patreon if you can. It increases our motivation to be back here each week and results in higher production quality. Um, Thank you very much for listening and we will see you in the next one. Cheers. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more.